All right, guys, as you heard me say, Benzinga's new NFT show, The Roadmap. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, we are back on this platform where you will be able to see your comments scroll on the screen. So keep those comments coming, guys. Interact with us throughout the episode. And without further ado, let me bring on the co-host of The Roadmap, Maz. Maz, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what's going on, Chris? How are you feeling today, man? Feeling good, feeling good. Uh, another great interview today. We're going to hear about an upcoming project, um, you know, which is a little bit of a change of pace, right? Usually we're doing these interviews after the mints happen. So excited to see that. Uh, and I mean, Maz, uh, interview yesterday with Sappy Seals. That was a fun one. We got some alpha from the team, right? They had, uh, you know, an event happening today. They've got roadmap events happening in the future. And, you know, I love the the rarity-based staking that they talked about, right? That's something we haven't really seen in the space. So uh, a lot of fun with yesterday's interview. What did you think of uh, Sappy Seals? Yeah, no, they're a great team. And again, it was awesome to see, you know, everything going on behind the scenes and how it's just not a, you know, profile picture. You're not just buying a profile picture when you're buying this NFT, right? You're buying a lot of things that they're building behind the scenes. And I love that they're trying to provide utility. And I do like that they're collabing with other NFT projects and they're trying to bring communities together, not just like me versus you type of thing. Um, you know, I'm excited for their launch today. So yeah, if you guys are watching this, make sure to check them out on Twitter. Uh, I think their, their shop goes live sometime today. I don't remember the exact time, but um, yeah, great yeah, team. I can't remember the, the time, but I know, yeah, it was today, December 1st. Uh, nice call out there, Maz. Let me uh, try to find their Twitter and drop that in the chat for anyone. and. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, you're just a great team, and I look forward to having them back on, you know, in the future. And by like the way, saying, me, later this evening, I don't know what time that means, but later this evening. Yeah, just keep your eyes out then. So I'm sure it'll be sometime in the next couple hours. Definitely. All right, Maz. Well, uh, while, while we're waiting here, it looks like uh, we're ready to go with today's interview. Uh, we're going to be talking about Spoiled Banana Society. And this is a project that was launched by several uh, Board Ape Yacht Club owners, right? And that's something we've seen in the space, Maz, right? Where people, they get involved in the NFT space, they form these great communities, these partnerships, and then they launch new projects. So excited to hear more about this and also connecting fantasy sports to NFTs. Uh, so we are going to be talking to Richard. He's the founder of Spoiled Banana Society. He's also a Grammy-nominated multi-instrumental and producer who's collaborated with some big artists. So uh, without further ado, let's bring Richard onto the stream. Richard, welcome to The Roadmap. What's up, Richard? Yo, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's up, Chris? What's up, Matt? Sorry if it's a bit loud. I'm at an NFT convention right now, uh, but super stoked to be here. Uh, super stoked to share about my project. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Well, guys, you just heard it. Richard coming live from uh, uh, Florida, right? Uh, Art Basel, uh, NFT convention, and joining us live on the roadmap. I mean, NFTs never sleep. That's something we see, right? So we've got NFT convention and a live Benzinga show happening at the same time. So shout out to Richard for joining us. Uh, Richard, before we get into Spoiled Banana Society, just wondering if you can share, you know, your experience and history in the NFT space. What were some of the first NFTs that you owned and how did you get involved in uh, crypto and NFTs prior to uh, this new launch? Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, the, the big thing for me and shout out all the apes in, in the chat. I see them commenting. Uh, you know, the NFTs changed my life. Um, the ape family supported me. Uh, and, and completely changed my freaking life. That was the first NFT I got into about like a week after it minted. Um, and before that, you know, I was, I, I got to produce for Jayden Smith. I got to tour the world. I got to do a lot of cool things as a musician, play Red Rocks, but none of that really like helped me make a living or be able to, uh, well, it helped me make a living, but none of it really like was able to give me the, the, the opportunity to make a living. And NFTs, I got to drop my NFT album uh, like four months ago, completely changed my life, you know, let me be able to do music full time. Let me be able to create uh, awesome communities like Spoiled Banana Society and do awesome projects um, and things that I'd rather be doing than like Uber Eats. Like I had to work Uber Eats before, um, you know, to, to help pay my bills and shit. So NFTs definitely uh, play a big role for me and everything I do. 
Love it. So moving from Uber Eats to the world of NFTs full time, uh, for anyone out there listening or watching, you know, uh, you know, keep keep at it, right? NFTs, we're still early, um, you know, and it's an exciting time. Richard, you mentioned Board Ape Yacht Club, right? And that's a project, obviously, a lot of people have heard about. We've talked about it a lot on the show. Um, you mentioned that that was one of the first projects you you minted. I'm curious to know, you know, how did you hear about that? Uh, was that something you heard about, you know, online from friends? And how early were you in the project? Was this, you know, uh, shortly after the mint or, you know, a couple weeks or months uh, later on? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Board Apes. Um, we got me and my brother um, got three a week after the mint. Uh, so we, we first got in because we were very interested into the NFT space. Um, kind of, you know, what what is this? What is all the utility? What's going on here, really? Uh, but kind of got them to just dive in and go head first. And then once we got them, you know, what like I think the the people that like the, the really gold part about the whole thing that happened was like, you know, not selling when it got to 10K or 20K or 50K for all the people, you know, kept kept with it because um, they really believed that what it would do and what it is like just kind of being in the community and, kind of, and meeting everyone and all the utility that they've given us. You know, it's definitely showed us what you can do with NFTs and just how much it's impacted our lives. Um, you know, it, it's been an amazing experience and just so grateful that we were able to get into it. Perfect. So now let's dive into uh, Spoiled Banana Society. Uh, so you teamed up with other Board Ape Yacht Club owners uh, to launch this project. So uh, we'll get into the specifics of, you know, connecting fantasy sports here in a minute. But uh, just give us the, the basis on, you know, what was the idea to launch this project and how did uh, all of you team up and connect? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's a really good question. I loved what you guys were saying right before with, you know, it's not that that other project you guys ha had on yesterday wasn't just another PFP project and there was more to it. You know, I think that's what we really wanted to, um, you know, well, that's what we really love about our project. That The first thing that it is, is utility, you know, but what, what really it is, is it's very inspired by BAYC in the sense of community. You know, it is, a, it is sports and it is fantasy football to start, but we really want to have an emphasis that it's all inclusive, that people that don't know how to play sports can come in, that we're really focusing on the community aspect, you know, doing all the cool things that you can do with NFTs. Um, and then the prizes kind of being the cherry on top. Uh, so yeah, we partnered with a, with a bunch of apes and it really just started as us, like we, we made ape leagues for the apes to, to, to kind of have fun and play fantasy football together. And then we were all like, how do we NFT it? How do we blockchain it? And 11 of us were like, let's do this. Um, and then it kind of unfolded into this. Love that Richard. So yeah, speaking of, you know, utility, your football card doubles as a membership with benefits. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more how fantasy sports will be connected to this uh, membership? Yep, 100%. So 80, uh, like about 80% of, not about, actually 80% of the um, mint is literally going back into the prize pool. Um, some, I think like 5 to 10% is going to help make like the basketball league. Um, because right after football, we're going to basketball, we're going to soccer, we're, do, we're going, we're doing uh, more sports. But, you know, most of the percent is going back into the prize pool. So the actual, NF, the actual NFT that you get is an like as a card with players from NFL teams and every week and every season, depending on how they do, you know, if you have a good card and sometimes even if you have a bad card, you literally win ETH. Um, so we're just literally playing fantasy football, but with NFTs and it's dynasty, like because they're NFTs and we're able to take residuals from the secondary, we're able to have the league go on, you know, year after year after year with prizes without having people buy in again because the cards are trading. Love that, man. Can you tell us a little bit about the Hall of Fame cards? Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. We wanted to provide some rarity because we know the NFT space, you know, loves rarity. So 100 of the cards are going to be gold or Hall of Fame cards. Um, so the way the prizes work is for the regular 10,000 cards is you get uh, every week if it sells out every week, top 100 places get paid and every season top 100, middle 100 and last 100 with the first place getting a board A for 100 ETH if it sells out. Um, but the gold cards let you compete in all of that, but it also lets you compete in a league with just 100 gold cards where the top 10 get paid every week and the top 10 get paid with, for the season with first place getting 20 ETH or a mutant. That's awesome, man. And I know there's prizes involved, right? So there's a board ape, a million in prizes, uh, Super Bowl trip. Uh, so can you tell us how these prizes will work for NFT holders? You know, is it based on rarities or, or how's that going to work? Yeah, so I think this is, uh, you know, we're 
we're going into kind of like new territory here because all of it, you know, and it's not so new because, you know, Top Shot did it too, but like, yeah, this is a little even more subjective, but you know, there's no like rarity dot, uh, tools doesn't work for us our rarity is going to be our leaderboard you know and every week depending on yeah. who you like and depending on the players you're doing it's the cards change you know who's number one mm-hmm. who's last especially years you know with new players coming in people retiring um so i the prizes will be paid uh you know every single you know just how your play your players do every week and every year but then like the 50 percent um thing i think or yeah 50 percent thing we're giving uh people go to the super bowl i think that's just we're gonna probably gonna raffle that off um and then 75 percent that's our roadmap. 75% solid aboard ape is confirmed. Um, and then 25% we're also given to charity. We have like five men, uh, we have five, uh, charity organizations like NFLPA, uh, mental health, um, LGBTQ, a bunch of things we're, we're giving back. Uh, cause that's important to us too. I know a lot of companies do that, but I think if we, if we are going to do this, um, you know, the, the, one of the coolest thing would be if we're actually able to like, one of them is like offset the cost of, you know, the, the drop, like if we're actually able to make it sustainable and make it that we actually did good for the world, you know, how, how amazing that is what the apes have been able to do so well with like the animal shelter thing with the dogs. Exactly. Awesome, Richard. You know, so uh, I mentioned at the the top of the show that a lot of the interviews we do are with teams that have already launched their projects and minted out. So here we get, you know, to talk to you before this project goes live. So one of the questions, you know, out there in NFTs, of course, is talk of whitelist, right? So uh, my question for you, you know, I've seen some giveaways, some posts on Twitter, is there still the availability for anyone out there listening or watching to get on the whitelist for early access and how would they go about doing that for this project? Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you. Well, we actually are announcing uh, the official whitelist date and the official launch date tonight on our AMA um, on Twitter. So nice. that, you know, that to come be coming, but yeah, you can still get on the whitelist um, to get on the whitelist. All you need to do is either own a uh, one of the companies we've we've uh, partnered with, which is our SOP, Knights of Degen, Omnimorphs, Crypto Dads, um, Gutter Cats, uh, Players Only, uh, Street Dogs. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of ways. But then also like BAYC, MAYC. That's not an official sponsorship, but you know because a lot of us are from members from there, um, and a lot of the people playing are from that community. We definitely got to give the apes a whitelist. Um, but you know, just so everyone knows, that's not an official sponsorship with them. But Besides that point, you can either do that, or if you don't have any of those NFTs, you all you got to do is get to level 10 on our Discord, and you do that by just chatting uh, and participating in the community. Uh, it, we do double XP during the NFL games, too, so if you just chill there on Sunday, you'll probably hit level 10. Uh, and you get to know everyone. You get to hang out. It's, it's really a dope community. All the people in there are just like love NFTs, love uh, sports, love freaking they're just really nice. A good amount of them, it's their first NFT. A good amount of them, it's their first time getting into football. It's a really cool mix of just everyone. Perfect. Well, Richard, you just answered a couple of my uh, next questions to talk about, you know, who you had partnered with. Because um, I saw that, that, you know, people who own some of these NFTs could get on the whitelist. And then, of course, that launch date, um, you know, that everyone wants to know about. You said that'll be shared tonight on the Twitter spaces. Is that correct? Yep, yep. It's going to be um, early December. Um, but yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, it will be shared tonight. Sorry. Awesome. And, and then, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say thank you for all the lovely, the, the comments. You guys are freaking so nice and <laughs> so kind. I appreciate all you guys. That's, yeah, that's we, so we, we love our chat and they're, they're here to watch, you know, and to hear about this project, Richard. And I know, you know, some of them are here because they know who you are. Uh, I, I got to ask, since we're talking, you know, fantasy football, fantasy sports, uh, I, I'm a big NFL fan. Uh, unfortunately, my favorite team is the Detroit Lions because I am born and raised in Michigan. So they're who's on TV every week. Um, so I got to ask you, Richard, who is your favorite NFL team and maybe some favorite players uh, that you like watching? Yeah, I mean, you you know, uh, the other question you could have asked me is who's the best NFL team? And I, I think the answer to both those both those questions are, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I don't think there's really, like, you know, and there's some close teams. Like, you know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's pretty good. But, uh, you know, I'm a big diehard Chiefs fan. Uh, I love Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. Uh, Hill did, I mean, Hill did have some things in the past. So, I, as a player, um, I will say, I need to clarify that. But uh, I'm sorry the Detroit thing. Yeah, DeAndre Swift's a beast. It's sad he got injured. Um, but, you know, I think you guys got a good running. I don't know. 
Goff is there. You know, I, I'm from LA, so I've seen him. I've seen him kind of uh, play out his career. I don't know if he's it. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You guys got a got a road to rebuild. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting year. I mean, we're just hoping for that first win, right? We got that tie, right? So we're not going to lose every game. We got a tie out of the way. Uh, but it'd be nice to uh, get a win. But yeah, that, that injury to Swift not looking great, um, especially for, for me, who definitely bet on Swift's uh, rushing yards and receiving yards during that game and then uh, watched him get hurt. So, uh, uh, Richard, you mentioned uh, fantasy sports. Uh, do you play daily fantasy sports then or fantasy leagues? What's your uh, fantasy sports yeah. experience? Yeah, I was literally going to say it doesn't, it doesn't help me either for my fantasy teams. Uh, I am in 14 fantasy football leagues. Uh, way too much. Last year I did like nine, and I was like I learned my lesson, but somehow I did fourteen this year. Um, so I, and it's just of dynasty and redraft. I also have two, uh, you know, the DFE. Um, I don't do them not, not often anymore. Um, I just stay away from sports betting, and in a sense, other than fantasy football, like I don't fantasy football isn't different, like year, year long, and I think that's what you know. At the end of the day, it's more of like a yearly dynasty aspect, and it feels a little less gambly as more like you know, kind of like community building. Like, I hope, you know, if the cards go up 2x, let's just say, then at that point, the prizes are just like all, you know, because they're NFTs, like, it, there's so much that can happen. You know, it's exciting. Love that. <clears throat> Richard, so sorry, I want to touch I meant base to a little bit. I meant the, the prize, sorry. Yeah. Are you good? Sorry, my what internet might be laggy, but I was I was saying, I was saying the, the prize are like the cherry on top of it, 2x's. But yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, cool. Um, so why is it important to give back to charities? Uh, we see that 3% of sales will be given to a couple of charities, including Mental Health, NFL Players Foundation, Environmental Charities, and a couple other ones. Uh, talk to us about that. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I think the NFLPA, you know, that one's a no-brainer uh, with us being in football, this launch being in football. Um, and, you know, giving back to the players, I think, you know, that's, that's super important to us. Mental health is very important to me and my brother. My brother's dealt with that, um, like, his whole life. Sean, one of the other founders, has dealt with that his whole life. So I think, um, you know, supporting that and to bring more awareness about that is super important. I think that's a very important issue. Uh, with LGBTQ, um, one of our members is gay, so that's important to us. I think, you know, that animal rights, me and my brother are vegan. It's also important to us. Um, and then the fifth one is the, the environment. Um, I, I know the NFT community is split. I don't understand how it's split, to be honest, on this one. But to me, it's just a no-brainer. If you have the funds to offset your drop, you do it. Like, the, the environment, like, where to do anything if the environment isn't here. Yeah, agreed. Um, so let's switch a little bit. So Discord, you know, how's the Discord going? Are you active in the Discord? You know, we've seen a lot of hacks happen with Discords, you know, closer to launch dates. Are you guys doing anything to protect yourselves with that? Just uh, break it down for us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very active in the Discord. All the founders, me, me, my brother, and Mike are very active in the Discord. We have um, Nifty or Cam, who's also like a Discord manager. He's active in there. Uh, we're probably, well, I won't say that. But yes, we're we're very active. The community is very nice in there. It's very active. It's constantly going. Um, and you know, we've had maybe one or two bots come in, but. You know, we have measures. I think the NFT space has definitely learned on how to protect from that. Um, and it's been a very organic growth, too. Like, uh, kind of been word of mouth and through other awesome NFT projects. So it's been very natural and organic, it all growing. Nice. Um, so we see you're launching exclusive cards in the playoffs. Will this be a free mint? Or was, is it going to be an airdrop? Or how is that going to work? Yeah, that is a, a really good question. I believe that will be an airdrop. Don't okay. don't everyone murder me. <laughs> so it'll be an airdrop to people that are holding the the first piece, correct? Yeah. So so the cool thing is also you know that that's a really good thing to touch on is that and then if it, if it doesn't sell out, then I think the cards are just going to continue going on to the playoffs and we'll literally have prizes in the playoffs. But you know if, if yeah. your card has more players than another card that's just the that's just what happened and then also the cool thing is that if you're in a basketball or soccer the real football some people may say or baseball we're also um if you have if you own this football card you're going to be the first one to be able to get the other ones um and so if this is a successful launch that's a pretty valuable thing i would say 
Love that. And that's a great point you just made. I was going to lead on to my next question is, you know, we see on the roadmap, you have other sports planned. What's next? You know, we know the NFL is huge. What would be the next sport you guys would do, you know, after the launch of this project? Yeah, I, I think we're doing basketball um, next. We, basketball? You know, yeah, a lot of us are in America and um, we have a huge, um, you know, basketball uh, audience. And we also partner with Players Only, which is run by um, uh, Michael Carter-Williams and uh, yeah. Jeremy Grant. Um, so that would be dope. I know they're also announcing football players and baseball players, but, you know, definitely basketball seems like a really big thing in NFTs, you know, Rumble Kongs too. But I think also soccer football is might be the biggest one because it's so global. Awesome. Richard, uh, a question along the, the same lines of the, the fantasy football. So if this project, you know, for some reason doesn't mint completely out, would there be the potential then for some of those NFTs that have it minted to have rewards attached to them from previous weeks of uh, football competitions? Yeah, so we've made it uh, super sustainable in the sense of if you mint a card past week one of launch, that card still plays for the season long and you just get defaulted the lineup uh, for the previous weeks. And the default lineup is just the uh, top to bottom on your actual card. So if you get two quarterbacks, they're just going to default you top quarterback for all the previous weeks. And that way you'll still be able to compete in the season long. Of course, probably you won't be able to compete for the top 100 because you weren't starting your players, but we're paying out the middle 100 and the last 100 with last place getting 10 ETH and the middle place getting 10 ETH if it all sells out. So that, you know, you'll still be competing for that. And then the weekly prices. Awesome, yeah, I mean... And then also I, the prices... Sorry, oh, I was just going to say, ahead, go the prizes ahead. just get added, right? The prizes just get added as they mint. Um, so, like, you know, if it sells 50%, then first place is 50 ETH. And then if it sells the 50% next year, we'll choose that for the prize pool next year. So it's definitely all done sustainable. We're not promising anything that we can't, um, you know, deliver on. Awesome. Uh, you know, uh, moving away from, from this project for a minute, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're, you're in Art Basel. Uh, Miami right now, this uh, big NFT event. Can you just share, you know, what your experience has been like so far? Uh, you know, how many people are there? Is it crazy? Uh, how has the the nightlife been? Uh, you know, are you connecting with, with new communities and new people? Uh, uh, let us live vicariously through you right mm -hmm. now at this event. A hundred percent. I'm actually at Decentral um, because Art Basel, I think, starts tomorrow, which yep. is still a huge uh, uh convention which is all nft crypto um metaverse i we have an sbs booth actually here which is super dope um shout out michael from central and we play i played um a show here which was awesome but i'm excited to go to our base too but it's been it's been amazing man it's also really cool because um just seeing people like come up and being like hey i saw you guys on twitter hey i saw you guys on discord like whoa uh can you explain more or like yo i'm in your discord but can you you know explain more about the league and just getting to be like there in person and connecting with everyone um, and we're, we have a booth across CyberCon, so they're they're awesome you know just getting to talk to them uh, you know definitely a lot of empty communities a lot of stuff happening here nightlife i haven't got to live yet i will keep you updated on that i'm pretty excited to uh i just flew in a couple of days ago um but i'm excited to see what see what that's like i i did secure some well it's illegal here but you know but i did secure some so we're good we're gonna have a fun week i don't know how <laughs> it's illegal here it makes no sense florida seems like the most i don't care place ever yeah, isn't it crazy which states uh, uh, are legal and which ones aren't? Uh, but that's a topic for a whole nother uh, uh, day. Um, Richard, uh, you know, obviously we talked about Bored Ape at the start, um, you know, as one of your first NFTs. Um, are, are there any other NFT uh, communities that you're, you know, really active in, that you own some, that you'd like to, uh, you know, shout out now? Of course, not financial advice, but maybe just uh, shout out some of these other projects. Yeah, of course. I would say Crypto Dads is, is a huge one for me. Uh, Jay Crypto and, and all the people there are just so, like a very, very dope community. One of the best actual communities in the space. Um, total BAYC vibes. I think that project is like insanely undervalued. Um, but I, yeah, I, big shout out to Crypto Dads. Um, huge, huge supporter of us. Um, we freaking love the dads. I think RSOP, I think Knights of DGEN, I think Gutter Cats, I think all those. Uh, communities are really dope uh, have really kind people omnimorphs is another one i did their theme song a uh, really awesome 
really awesome community. Uh, I hope nobody's mad at me if I leave anyone out. You you know who you are. There's so many good ones. Players only is a dope one. That's actually like my players, um, you know, which is amazing. Uh, I think, you know, if I like, I don't know, from what I've just learned in the eight months, it's like, it's kind of the people, right? It's like the team and the communities that's in them more than like anything. So if you just kind of look for that, you'll, you'll be pretty good. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Shout out uh, Crypto Dads. We had them on the show a couple times. Um, that's a project, you know, that we've followed along, um, you know, since the start. I, I own a, a dad. Um, happy to be part of that community. Um, but yeah, I mean, Richard, this is this has been fun. We're, we're looking forward to the, the Twitter spaces tonight to get some more uh, information, you know, on the, the launch date and how to get on that whitelist. I know I'm excited to hear more about that. I really like what you're doing here. Again, as someone who's connected in the NFT community, and I also love fantasy sports, fantasy football, of course, you know, number one. Um, I, I do love hockey, so maybe uh, I'm hoping you get some hockey uh, experiences uh, in the future. And I, of course, love that other football, too, uh, known here as soccer. Um, so exciting things ahead for you. Uh, anything else to share with uh, viewers and listeners of maybe what's ahead for Spoiled Banana Society and how they can follow along? Yeah, you know, thank you so much, Chris, Mass, for, for having me. Um, you know, super fun convo. Uh, definitely one of my favorite interviews. Uh, yeah, to look what to look forward to happening. I think, you know, just the launch. We're super excited for the launch. We're super excited to get this going. It's kind of been a lot of hype building up, uh, but it's like actually play. You know, everybody get their cards. People actually winning prizes. Somebody's going to win a board ape. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping, you know, it goes well so that we can, you know, do more awesome things with the community and i hope it stays like really um you know just grounded in like dope people and and awesome stuff because i you know what you're saying earlier like bots come in and as people get bigger you know definitely can get diluted but hopefully we're able to you know stay stay awesome and stay uh community driven uh but yeah thank you guys so much for having me and and we appreciate you guys so much and that's dope you got a crypto dad we i got two also my brother and two moms but yeah hell yeah guys Definitely. Well, Richard, uh, shout out to you for joining us again. I know you are, you know, live in Florida right now. You got a booth to run. You got people to meet. So we won't take up any more of your time, but we look forward to following along on the progress of Spoiled Banana Society and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, following that mint and that news that you're dropping tonight. So, uh, Richard, thanks again for taking time to join us on the roadmap today. Thank you so much, guys. Hopefully you have a good day. Appreciate you so much. You too. Thanks, thanks man. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed that interview. I mean, Maz, uh, live from Florida, right? Uh, Richard, uh, a board ape owner. I loved hearing, you know, about how he got involved in NFTs, right? I mean, he, he minted board apes a week after. I mean, that's pretty sweet to hear, right, Maz? I wish I could go back in time uh, and get in on board ape back then. Uh, but uh, Maz, uh, you know, fantasy football meets NFTs. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing more details on the mint date and how this is going to go. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's always interesting, right? I've seen a couple of projects do something, you know, where they're trying to bring the gamification of it. And, you know, I'm excited for it, man. I think there's a market for it. Um, yeah, so... I'm curious to see. I, I would love to see like a March Madness too. And just, I mean, there's limited ooh, possibilities. Ooh, yes. Right? Yes. Like that could be a nice run. Like, you know, that. people get into this and I think it's a great way to introduce NFTs into, uh, to new people. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes, man. It's a uh, exciting times, a lot of innovation happening and it's good to see projects come on. Like you said, you know, that are launching, not just have launched like we've had before and just seeing the thought process behind the scenes and almost like, like, just watching from the roots, you know? So we'll definitely follow up with Richard and I can't wait to see the project, you know, launch and see how, you know, what happens from there, man. So exciting times. Yeah, I mean, Maz, you got me excited, right? Talking about March Madness, college basketball. That could be a fun NFT project. I mean, I, I, I've seen a couple other projects try to tie to fantasy sports and I just, I'm really hoping that this one's successful because yeah. I want <laughs> to see more fantasy sports tied to nfts right they're launching with football but yeah bring on those other sports and uh you know 
it, what a what an exciting way to, like you said, get possibly new people into NFTs, right? We saw that with Top Shot. We yeah. saw that yeah, now with NFL tickets, and we're going to see it with NFL Top Shot too, um, or whatever they're calling it now. Um, you know, so that's exciting. Uh, you know that uh, we we could be getting new people to the space via sports. So uh, exciting exactly. times ahead, Matt. And, yeah. uh, Go ahead. Go real, ahead. Real quick, shout out Mark here, who's been waiting <laughs> 25 plus hours. Here, let's put up the comment here. Yeah. Uh, to in the queue to buy the Matrix NFT. Uh, Chris, I know. Were you in line for that too? Yeah. Okay. Great point, Maz. And uh, shout out Mark. Mark, uh, first off, sorry. Um, so here, here was my <laughs> Matrix experience yesterday, and I shared this with Maz uh, off stream. So I actually joined the queue for the Matrix NFTs before yesterday's uh, stream. I believe it was one o'clock Eastern time was when the line started, right? And I wasn't even sure if I was going to buy it, right? Because there was a hundred thousand supply. Um, you know, I, I didn't know how well it would go over. This was done on nifties. So yeah. I was still in line after our stream ended yesterday at 3.15 Eastern time. And it said that there was like 8,000 people ahead of me. Well, I got done working and by like, I don't know, 6.30 or 7 o'clock Eastern time, Maz, uh, then it said I was I was I was up to buy and I was like oh okay so it says loading and eventually it takes me to a new website oh well then it crashed so then I tried to uh, you know oh can I like still stay in line like what happened uh, nope it kicked me out and put me back to the start of the line and I was like 150 thousandth and I was like well so much for that so. I don't wow. even know. I didn't even look at this yesterday, Mass, because I was a little upset that that happened and I kind of just forgot about it. But I don't even know if it minted out what they're selling for. Um, yeah, I mean, so 100,000 of them. Remember, this is the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago where you could, you know, take the red pill or the blue pill to either, you know, keep yours as an office worker or put them in the matrix. Um, Nifty has done some other NFTs. Um, I have a, a couple Space Jam ones that they did, um, you know, uh, that I think I got for free around the time of the Space Jam 2 movie coming out. But uh, is that the line right there still going? <laughs> um, so, and the other thing was that I think you could buy up to 10. So, like, oh, really? if there's 100,000, if everyone's buying more than one, I mean, I just don't understand how the line's uh, still going, though. Mark's saying they've only minted 54,000 out of 100,000. I mean, Maz, we, we talk about NFTs. We talk about, you know, success stories, failures. I just, I worry when ones like this happen because, again, Maz, we just said it with the sports ones, right? You're bringing new people to the space. So what happens if all these people that were new to NFTs did this mint yesterday and this was their only experience they've ever had with nfts do you think they stick around or are they gone for good um it kind of reminds me of shoes man you know i used to <laughs> be in the shoe game you know resell shoes you'd wait in line and you know you'd buy the shoes and you'd resell them i think it's attracting that same in a way it might attract like the fomo hype right you can't get in it's like you know at a club you can't get in you makes you want to go in more um I can see that kind of happening with with NFTs. And we see that all the time, right? People capitalize on FOMO. Yep. So maybe people will be intrigued, but it's definitely not a good experience, right? So more, yeah, I can see that. There's room for improvement there, absolutely. I mean, uh, Maz, what was what but, was that thing we said, we said yesterday? I believe it was your words, right? When Coinbase. This is another oh, example yeah, of of a, a possible competitor to an open sea, right? Nifty having yeah. their own NFT marketplace and fumbling, right? Exactly. Like, that's why I feel like you said it, right? With open sea, they, they really feel like they're the leader and they really, they don't need to, to do all this stuff because there's no competition. So exactly. when Coinbase, let's get some competition. Let's get some fun drops. I mean, this reminded me of the early days of Top Shot of like getting in line and then seeing, yeah, that there was 100,000 people in front of you. You know, you're not going to get it. But the fact that this has taken more than 24 hours now, you know, on a 100,000 project, I just feel like that that is a nightmare. But on the flip side, like you said, Mass FOMO is, is rampant. So 
what will the prices be like on these Matrix NFTs for anyone who actually got through the line and anyone Can who is patient enough? I think, I don't know if they're, okay, so Mark's shouting us out in the chat. Mark, uh, maybe you know that. I think there was a marketplace on Nifty's site, but I don't know if it's live yet. Um, and I'm curious because, uh, yeah, that, that'd be a good question. So yeah, I'm trying to pull up the website now too. Oh, it just automatically put me in line. I'm in 343,000th place, yeah. but yeah, Damn. I want to see the, the resale, but I don't even know how to get to it. So yeah. that's a good question, Maz. And if I knew the answer, I'd let you know. But, uh, again, I feel like this is a, uh, a logistical nightmare. Yeah. So Chris, you know, really quick, I want to talk about, so we've seen NFL, uh, you know, we saw Budweiser this week and today we saw Reebok. So Reebok launched 300 free NFTs today through their Twitter. Dude, they went quick. You had to log onto the website. You had to claim it. Resale is going now for, I think like 0.3 ETH last time I checked. So we're seeing this happen more and more often, right? Macy's last week and, you know, Disney and all these companies getting in there. Um, you know, so I think it's really interesting to see this dynamic happening, you know, now where all these companies, right? I wouldn't be surprised if like Coca-Cola does one soon or, you know, McDonald's, right? McDonald's with the McRib, but I'm sure, you know, they collab with somebody uh, like a Travis Scott or something. They can do something crazy. So we're seeing these these companies get in there. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I, I didn't even hear the Reebok one. Um, I mean, there's such huge brands um, you know, joining. And the fact that Reebok did a free one is interesting, right? Because they probably could have, you know, charged for this and could have made some money. Um, so I, the Budweiser one was interesting, right? And again, limited supply. So you're yeah. a company with millions of followers launching, you know, a limited supply NFT drop. And the question is, you know, are these projects doing this, you know, to test the waters? Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to launch a 10,000 project yet or an even bigger one because they want it to be, you know, a successful sellout. Get that FOMO going. Right. Build that hype because Reebok could turn around now and launch one, you know, next week or next month. Right. And they've already got that first one out of the way where people, you know, see the headlines. Reebok NFTs, you know, uh, sell out. Reebok NFTs double in price. Right. People see those headlines. They react to those headlines. So, you know, I. Yeah. And okay. So I didn't even put this in our news, but I, I wrote this article today, Maz. Um, did you see the Adidas stuff? We might have to pull up. Um, so Adidas uh, is partnering, but they haven't announced the official details, but with Board Ape Yacht Club, yes. Punk's Comic and G Money. Right. Mm -hmm. So the the four of them all, you know, posted these random tweets. Right. And it showed, you know, like a bored ape with a Adidas um, uh, track jacket on. And, uh, you know, it also had the logos of those other projects. But we haven't gotten like the details. Right. What does this mean? Is this, you know, anyone who owns a, a board ape? Is this anyone who owns, you know, one of those projects? How do you get this, uh, you know, this merch? Right. And then the other thing, I mean, Mads, because we talked about this, right? We saw NFL players, NBA players put board apes on their shoes, but that's only their shoes. It's not like you can go buy those shoes. What happens here if Adidas, you know, actually launches to the public board ape merch or punks merch, right? How big is this going to be? Or if they just do a, a new NFT, right? Where maybe they launch some virtual shoes like Reebok did featuring board ape logo or board apes on it. What do you, what do you make out of this Adidas, you know, sneak peek that we're getting with no official announcement? Yeah. Well, first of all, shout out to all three brands. I think they're all really big brands in the NFT space, but more specifically, you know, Punk's comic G Funk, man, you know, when he came on, it was such a great episode and he's such a humble guy. And he, he kind of alluded to them working behind yeah. the scenes with some big companies and seeing it come to fruition is awesome. So shout out to them. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, the NFT space is getting this, uh, you know, recognition. As far as what can we expect from Adidas, dude, I'm not sure because, um, you know, so I'm looking at, just looking at the logo, right? You can't use any of the apes or the punks or owns the NFT has the IP, correct? So how is that going to work? Do yep. they use... I, yep. 
as far as designs go, right, it just has to be a very basic design or do they start buying these apes and maybe using them? I don't know. Um, I do think they're going to be very careful and not try to come out as culture, like just trying to like, you know, milk the NFT culture and kind of just monetize right away. I think this is a longer term play and just building the audience. Because think about it this way, Chris. Um, you know, I own a board ape or I like board apes. I see Adidas collab. Next time I'm at the mall or I'm on the internet, I'm going to probably buy some Adidas stuff, right? So there they're making go. money in that direction as well. Not just trying to sell their NFTs or sell their merch with, you know, these companies. I think it's a longer term play. I would hope at least, because if not, it's just going to look like they're just trying to cash grab and that would not be a good look. But um, I'm excited, man. I think it's huge to see this happening and happening so fast, dude. When we started this show, what, like two months? Yeah. None of this had even been talked about yet. So it's great to see it, man. Yeah. I mean, Maz, great point there that, you know, maybe they are bringing some loyal fans to Adidas, right? I mean, it's a heavy competitive market, right? For clothing and footwear. And if they can, you know, bridge the gap and bring NFT fans over to buy other stuff from them, that's yeah. successful marketing. And, and also Maz on the flip side, uh, win nike right nike yeah. again they they have these shoes that nba and nfl players wear these players are putting their own nfts on them but yet nike is going after the metaverse via roblox and doing nike land but they've been pretty silent in nft space right now and adidas mass they also partnered with coinbase and they've been quiet mm -hmm. on what that partnership means they just said that they partnered with coinbase so with Coinbase launching that NFT, uh, you know, platform soon, maybe Adidas uh, has something up their sleeve and actually is going to release some NFTs. So uh, there's so much to talk about with just this topic alone. Let us know in the chat, guys. What do you think? Is Adidas only going to offer, you know, merch for people who own these projects? Is this something that's going to be publicly available um, you know, is this just going to be NFTs that they launch on Coinbase and they're just trying to build the hype up? I mean, again, no official announcement from Adidas, just these logos from these teams. Um, so kind of quiet, but uh, that leads to a lot of speculation and hype. So I'm excited about it, Maz, though. And I've been saying for a while, you know, why isn't Nike? Why isn't Under Armour, right? Are th so are both of them really going to get beat now by Adidas here when and all along... Uh, yeah, and Reebok. I mean, here we were talking about, you know, Nike and Under Armour, and we forgot, you know, there's other brands out there, and here you go. Here, Here's one attacking it head on. So uh, I, I'm excited, and we got, yeah, uh, shout out there. Uh, Machiavellan saying Beanie was teasing a Punks and Adidas exclusive merch drop. I assume the same will be done. Okay, so, uh, I mean, Beanie likes to tease stuff, right? <laughs> and... and release details possibly before uh, they're supposed to be out. So I'm guessing that that's true. And that means an exclusive merch drop for, for punks holders. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, a great topic Maz that we of course will uh, follow up on when we have the details. Um, I want to turn now to, uh, you know, a project that Richard talked about, right? Crypto dads that we of course have had on the show. Maz, one of the things that they talked about on their roadmap was the lawn mower racing game and we actually got our first look at the lawn mower racing game today they have a trailer video out they also announced some more details right so this is going to be built on solana by open dive which is a, a video game team here's the video right there so i mean ju just look at this right you got your dads riding around on their lawn mowers I mean, that, that's pretty exciting. And they said, yeah, so this is going to launch on Solana. And in the future, it will be a play-to-earn game um, through the Solana uh, platform. You're going to be able to connect your wallet, select your crypto dad. And as they said on our show, Maz, right, some dads with specific traits will have different benefits in the game, including speed boost, sharper mower blades, etc., um, so this is exciting. And the first four lawnmowers will be free for the community. And then they'll announce more details later on. What do you think of a uh, crypto dad's lawnmower racing game here? Uh, is this about what you expected when they talked about it or, or what? 
Um, you know, the, the thing that stands out to me the most is play to earn. I keep hearing projects now shift over to that. Yep. You know, it seems like that's the next trend of NFT projects, right? You have the profile pictures. They're adapting to make these games on a second layer, uh, you know, and they're play to earn games. So I do think next year, probably first, second quarter, we see a big wave of these play to earn games. And I'm excited to play these games because they're fun, man. Now you're playing these games. See, I'm not a big video game guy. I do like FIFA. I like 2K. But when there's an incentive to earn, yes. dude, I'll be playing all day, every day. Yes. Right? So yes. that, 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 that motivates me to be like, all right, let's play these games. Let's let's master these games. So I think it's going to draw in a big crowd. And I'm excited to see them. The dads have built such a big community. Uh, so now let's play to earn, you know. And we had like Crypto Bulls, uh, no, Wall Street Bulls last week, right, where yep. they're going to have like a casino where you can gamble yep. your NFT, right? So, again, gamification, play to earn. I think that's the next wave. We're kind of seeing that being built behind the scenes now. So good stuff, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chris, uh, I want to talk yeah, to go you. Ahead. Yeah, I want to talk to you about a launch that happened this week. Uh, CloneX. Have you heard of CloneX, Chris? I have. I've heard about it for a long time. I know that this was a very hyped project. And Maz, what happens when projects uh, are too hyped and then the launches don't go uh, as expected? Yeah, so we've been hearing about Clonex for a while. You know, the the whole sneakers, they have big artists behind them. They have, you know, Murakami has like, uh, he has one of the pieces in the, that you can mint. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype behind this project. And, you know, like you said, Chris, when there's hype, it better go to perfection or people are going to FUD the project or they're going to just, you know, the expectations are so high that any little thing can cause, you know, slights, you know, misconception of the project. And now there's feedback with this project, though, Chris, because the way they launched, it's 20,000 total pieces, right? And they did a, they had a pre-sale. A lot of people had already had their pre-sale. Uh, started off at four, was it three ETH or four ETH? I don't remember if it's three ETH or four ETH. I think it was four. Uh, it was four ETH, right? Or, no, it was it three. I think it was three ETH. Three was or four ETH, but still. Uh, that was the feedback is that it was coming off as a cash grab and it was going to drain liquidity from the whole NFT market, right? Kind of like we saw with Mechaverse. Mecca. Uh, you know, we, we know how that went down. So, you know, there's there's definitely miss... Uh, I feel like people are split between this project. You know, do they like it? Do they not? Apparently, it has drawn a bigger audience outside of the NFT world. You know, like Paris Hilton. A lot of bigger names are minting these pieces to uh, just hold, right? It's not It's not a quick flip piece. It looks like it's more of a collector piece. Um, yeah, so it was three ETH and then they canceled it and they sold that two ETH next day. Exactly. And they sold out fairly quick the next day, which was yesterday, uh, at two ETH. And I think they're going to airdrop a thousand of them to people that minted at Dutch auction at three ETH, but it was this whole mess. Um, you know, but the thing with FUD we see is that sometimes if it can ha be handled correctly, it usually just brings more publicity to the project. Um, I do like this project. I think it's great. I think they're they're they're, they're becoming like a well-known high-end brand in the NFT space. I don't necessarily agree with the Dutch auction. You know, I think that's kind of uh, does look cash grabby. You know, uh, I would rather have a regular, you know, just regular mint. They could have done like a two ETH mint, like they did the next day. Um, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of Dutch auction. Uh, yeah, thoughts on this, Chris? Yeah, I mean, Dutch auctions, I feel like we've really seen do well for, like, art blocks. Art but blocks, out, and that's outside, it. Outside of yeah. them, yeah. I mean, isn't that the end of the conversation, yeah. right? <laughs> no one else has really done it well. And, I mean, this project was so hyped. I mean, again, we've been hearing about it for, for months. We've seen the teaser images. I, I love the artwork, right? But I knew I probably wasn't going to be able to get into this. And it seems like they really were trying to avoid, like, a gas war by doing the Dutch auction, but I just feel like, you know, again, it just, it, it, like you said, right. If, if you are a hyped project, your mint better be perfect. And it wasn't. And I think they'd own up and say that it didn't go perfectly. And now you have the questions, right. Of, well, they did yeah, yeah. So that, oh. that's a problem. The mod or the owners on the, on the discord start saying, you know, like, Oh, if this wasn't a problem, we would have sold out a three right away. You uh, know? And that's when you start getting the people like, dude, just kind of accept, you know, yeah, own, it, own it, right? own it, own like, it. You know, we uh, love owning ownership of problems and taking it. I didn't you know, know that. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to own it. And uh, I mean, I, I think this project survives because it had, you know, big hype, like you said, big names, 
but it does remind me a lot of, of Mecca. And I think the difference with Mecca, right, was Mecca didn't do a Dutch auction. Mecca did, you know, a lotto system, right, where, yeah. you know, a certain number of people got to mint. And then we saw, you know, the mint sell for like five ETH pre-reveal. And then once they were revealed is when the price started dropping, right? So that wasn't a problem with the launch. That was then more of a problem with the artwork, right? And the traits not being, you know, different from each other. So to me, that's the difference here, right? Was Mecca didn't necessarily fumble the launch. They fumbled the actual NFT and the artwork. And that's why that one, you know, didn't necessarily do as well or hasn't done as well. This one, the artwork's still good. The NFTs are good, but they fumbled the launch, so I kind of think that this one sustains, but uh, I mean, I just, I hate seeing this, right? Because again, a big project that can bring new eyeballs to the space, create that excitement, that hype, and then you have this happen, which kind of is a letdown. Yeah, well, the thing with, so good point there. Mechaverse had a great launch, right? There was no gas, you know, 0.2 mints, great. I feel like these guys here, you know, Mecca relied on, you know, secondary sales to really make a lot of money, which they did. Uh, I feel like these guys, Artifact, you know, first of all, they have a 10% royalty plus OpenSea's 2.5%. So you're getting charged a 12.5% royalty to sell this in the aftermarket. Uh, That is freaking huge, man. That is like unheard of. So that's, that looks cash grabby again. Um, You know, so I personally, yeah, I'm not a fan of the way they rolled it out. This is a well-known brand on the NFT space. Um, you know, it will survive. Like you said, I can definitely see celebs buying this and, you know, tweeting about it sometime in the future. However, though, are we in a 3D profile picture cycle right now? I don't think so either. You yeah. know, we don't see Mechaverse profile pictures. I don't really see a lot of these uh, myself as well. He has caught on yet as a profile picture. Um but again, this seems like more of a collectible looking looking down the line one, two, three years from now in the metaverse. You know, this is a big play for sure. Yeah, the, I, I mean, as soon as you said that word, Maz, that's the one I was going to use, right? This seems like a metaverse play. And metaverse yeah, is a growth item. You're seeing, you know, Facebook, other companies, right, really attack that. So that's not to say that CloneX isn't going to be successful in the future. I just feel like you said, I mean... We're right now in a bull run on on play-to-earn games, right? And we see this cycle change, right? You said it, PFPs, play-to-earn, right? Same thing happened with cryptos, right? Where people move from from shit coins to, you know, blue-chip cryptos, quote-unquote, and and it cycles and keeps going over and over again. We see it with stocks, right? Penny stocks, uh, you know, blue-chip names, high-growth names, tech stocks, there's these cycles and these bull runs. And I feel like CloneX spent so long building this project that when they were building it, PFPs were hot. But by the time they actually launched it, they may have just been a little late. Um, but we, we'll see, right? We'll see how CloneX uh, goes. Uh, Maz, one that we talked about uh, along with Bored Apes, right, is this MoonPay company, right? So MoonPay is the company that helped uh, Jimmy Fallon by a board ape, he shouted them out right on on his Tonight Show. We also saw MoonPay help Post Malone, um, Lil Baby. So Post Malone featured MoonPay in his music video. They also bought additional apes, which we actually talked about yesterday, Maz. I don't know yeah. if you saw this, but I know what I'm going to be doing after the stream airs. MoonPay actually launched a puzzle game. So they have, I think it's six total games. And if you are able to unlock and get the codes from all of those, the first person to do so wins a Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT. So MoonPay is giving away a Bored Ape via this virtual scavenger hunt and puzzle games. Um, and they also have a huge present at Art, Art Basel too. So, I, I mean, there you see it there. Be the first to solve six puzzles to win an exclusive Bored Ape NFT valued at approximately 200000 you can click on that link, register your email, and you can start on the games immediately. Maz, will you be participating in these puzzle games? And what do you think of uh, MoonPay uh, doing this project right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'll be participating, um, but I definitely think that you know it's smart what they're doing. You know, they got in quick. They are the they are the go to. They're almost like the celebrity. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Agent at this point, right? They're yes. the ones giving it to middleman. The, to the, yeah, yeah, the, the middleman. Middle yeah, 
That's the perfect. Yeah, they're they're buying them and then giving them to celebs, which in it's making board apes more exclusive. It's making these guys, you know, get free publicity and it's making the celebs, you know, flex online. It's a win-win-win for all parties here, it looks like. Um, you know, so I'm curious to see where Moonpay does take this. I've been hearing this name nonstop for the last couple of weeks, and you know, they're doing a good job. Um, yeah, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I might try to do the first puzzle mass, see how long it takes me and if it's worth it. But ultimately, remember, like I said, this is the first person to complete this. So I have no idea. I mean, someone may have already completed this. Um, so I don't want to waste my time, but I would love to get a, a free board ape. Um, but I like scavenger hunt uh, idea here. But I, I just feel like, you know, if, if it's a matter of, you know, putting in the time, you know, is it going to be someone who, you know, uh, has a team working on it or they try to bot it or is this, you know, bot proof? So uh, maybe we'll hear more about that when we find out who won this competition. Um, but I do yeah. think it's exciting. Exactly. I mean, Chris, if there's so much money down the line, dude. I'm sure people are paying. I would yes. pay someone $10,000. The smartest guy I know. Yeah, go on, or, go on know, Upwork, go on Fiverr, yeah. right? Just start yeah. hiring some people. I mean, I'm sure yeah. someone already did that. And yeah, 100%. That, that's why I, I wonder, yeah, like how quickly is someone going to win this? Um, you know, will they shut down the competition once someone has won it? Um, also, what do these puzzles involve? You know, do you have to know board apes? Do you have to have knowledge of that? Do you just have to be fast? Do you have to be smart online? You know, so all kinds of questions out there. But like I said, I might try to do. Uh, all right. So here we are playing in the background. Uh, the, the first puzzle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's a lot of spaces there. So, <laughs> I mean, I. It also could be fun, right? I mean, maybe it's yeah. fun to do this and, you know, worth the time. But again, I'll at least try the first puzzle um, and see what we can come up with. But uh, so anyone out there, uh, you know, listening or watching, if you were able to win this competition, you know, Maz and I will take a, a small royalty fee, right, for sharing this project with you. Um, but good luck to anyone uh, partaking in this competition. Exactly. No, yeah, it seems fun. I'm sure people are definitely going to try it and see how it goes. Uh, Chris, so let's talk, you know, since we're talking apes here, uh, you know, more and more every day there's a new celeb, there's a new influencer with a new board ape profile picture on Twitter, Instagram. So we saw Martin Garrix, who is a, you know, famous DJ. He has around 8.5 million followers. Um, he has a board ape now and, you know, he made it publicly known. Omar Sy, he's an actor. And we actually have Diplo, who also posted about it. Yep. Um, you know, and these guys, it looks like we're in the DJs now, right? Um, yeah, all the DJs know. getting um. Yeah, so that's huge. Again, this is the flex now, man. You know, you have Bored Ape in the future. You're going to be getting all, you know, you're going to need to, you, I'm telling you guys, this is like the new flex. And it's happening faster than I thought. And that's what's crazy to me. It's like, it seems like, a, you know, a rollover effect, Uh of just one, two, three celebs getting this, and now you see it everywhere. Um, yeah, so that's a cool one. I actually like that one a lot. So, yeah, man, it, it's exciting to see celebs get in on this. And it's funny, though, Chris, because I see these influencers, too, right? We have the celebs, and then we have the influencers. So think about it. You're an influencer. You see Martin Garrix. He has a board ape. You want a board ape. Sometimes it's out of your price range. What do you buy after that, right? So it seems like a lot of these guys are lost in what to buy. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens when all these guys start buying these new projects too, right? How it's going to have a reaction. Does one celeb buy and does it lead the other guys to buy? And, you know, it's just crazy to see this reaction, see how the thing with NFTs is they're also psychological, right? There's a lot of psychological, uh, aspects to NFTs buying and selling them. So I'm excited to see how that plays out in the social media world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, great points, Maz. And you saw it there, Martin Garrix. So I had in my notes, he's got 8.5 million followers on Twitter. But that screenshot was Instagram, where he has over 15 million yep. followers. So you combine those, I mean, a huge, huge reach. And then, Maz, you mentioned the other day, uh, DJ Khaled, right? He bought yep. an ape. So he changed his PFP on Instagram, but not yet Twitter. Um, so he did put it out there on Instagram. And again, he has millions of followers on each of those platforms. There's Omar Sy right there, an actor. Maz, I mean, I, I think this just goes to strengthen the Bored Ape community too, because remember when they had their party this year, one of the things that they did was they had a concert, right? Where 
you had to own an ape to get in. And then you got to hear, you know, these bands perform, right? You also got to hear these stand-up comedians play. So now that all these DJs own an ape, don't you just naturally think that, hey, maybe these DJs end up doing an exclusive concert for apes next year? I mean, isn't that kind of logical to think that they would want to connect with the ape community? Or am I out of line here? No, I think next year is going to be absolutely insanity of, you know, top influential people joining the Ape Festival. Same thing with NFTs, uh, you know, festivals. They're going to just get more and more, you know, popular, especially the board Apes leading the way. You know, that just reminded me, Chris, I wonder who the first influencer slash lev is going to be to get caught posting uh, their profile picture as an ape that's not theirs. You know, maybe they, don't maybe they don't realize it's on the blockchain you can verify. Uh, I'm sure someone will do it and they'll, they'll try to flex it and it's not going to be theirs. And they're going to get called out for it. And I can't wait to see that because that's what blockchain is for, right? I I love that, Maz. I You know what? I'm actually surprised that hasn't happened yet. It's um, going to happen. <laughs> in the celebrity world. I mean, we see it with other people, right? You know, people on Twitter or when they're trying to do the giveaways, right? Like yeah. win my board ape. Um, you know, which again, if it's bored ape tweeting that, right? Win this bored ape, it's a little bit more legit than, you know, just a random person on Twitter saying, you know, like my post and retweet and I'm going to give away my bored ape. Again, bored apes aren't cheap. I don't think people are just giving these away um, to gain Twitter followers, or at least I, I know I would not be doing that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I'll say it again. I mean, bored apes, I, I feel like they pass punks and you know, it, the argument, I think, just gets strengthened each day, right? When you're seeing these big names, you know, uh, you know, quote unquote, ape in, right? This floor price has stayed pretty consistent this week around the 48 to 50 ETH range. Um, remember, this was down below 40 a couple weeks ago when we talked about it and we were saying, hey, some of these blue chip projects are going to come back and they're going to get a run again. And I mean, Maz, I think we uh, we called that out before it happened and obviously these big celebrities getting in you know was part of that but again i just think you're seeing the strength in the community i mean now adidas partnership i, I just feel like you know that there's more upside here again not financial advice but just what i think and i'm seeing what what do you think of apes i mean will they pass punks and uh you know how quickly are we actually uh thinking that I mean someone said it best man you know if you got a crypto punk you probably made a lot of own a lot of valuable pieces and you know you're just laying low it seems like you know board apes this year you know they have a cultural significance where it's like you know they bring the community that punks don't bring but i still think punks you know they're kind of in their own lane but i do think as far as monetary value board apes are definitely going to pass them um it just seems that way you know you don't see that many i mean you see yeah jay-z obj they have punks as their profile pictures um i think that's like a you know, if, if Bored Apes are Ferraris, Lamborghinis, I think punks are Bugattis, in my opinion, you know? There we go. Clip that, <laughs> clip that out right there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that that's spot on. And, and again, I mean, the PFP test, right, Maz? I, I think you called it. We're seeing less people with punks as their PFP, even these yeah. celebrities, these big investors, and they're switching to apes. And we're seeing big athletes, big celebrities, and big investors I mean, again, we saw Visa buy a CryptoPunk, right? Bored Ape, we haven't seen as big of the companies really aping in, right? We're seeing, you know, CEOs get involved, investors. But who's going to be, you know, some of the first companies to really buy those apes? And also, Maz, the auction. I keep going back to that auction. Yeah. Someone bought 101 Bored Apes, and we still don't know who it was and what they're going to do with them. I mean, what happens when we yeah. get that news? Because that's a big event, too. That's going to be huge, man. I think, again, yeah, I think they got a great deal on them, by the way. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's exciting news to see that. Again, I think, yeah, we're just barely getting started with all this stuff. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, Maz. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Again, another yep. great show, uh, a great interview, Spoiled Banana Society. Definitely check out that Twitter Spaces tonight where you get to hear about how you can get on the whitelist um, and when that mint will be happening. Again, fantasy sports meets NFTs, two great communities uh, combining. So I'm excited for that. Maz, we had Sappy Seals yesterday. We had Spoiled Banana Society today. 
And we are back tomorrow, the roadmap, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Who do we have joining us on the stream tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow's episode I'm excited for. We have Cryptoon Goons joining us today. Uh, and they have launched their project two weeks ago, but they've taken right out of the gate, man. Gary V, FaZe Banks, big influencers. You know, their art looks great. Very old school Mickey Mouse slash hip hop, you know, Bronx style. Um, I've caught a couple other spaces. Great team. And actually one of the team members, one of the devs is a, a member in our, our Discord community, Chris, that we've been in for a while. And it's great to see them launch such a, such a successful project. Uh, so shout out to these guys, Cryptoon Goons tomorrow. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. Um, and yeah, Chris, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that interview. This is a project, like Mass said, it launched recently. It's been pretty successful. Um, floor price 0.269 there. Um, so it is still, you know, a potential one where people could still, you know, get in if they like the art, like the project, like the roadmap. It's not completely, you know, out of reach for the the everyday NFT investor or collector. So I like that. We're going to talk to them tomorrow, right, about, you know, how the project went and also yep. what is ahead, right? We like trying to get that alpha, find out about the roadmap, the dates that everyone should be looking forward to. So we are excited. Um, and if you're excited for that interview and excited to hear more about NFTs, make sure you smash the like on this video, whether you're watching live or watching this on replay after it aired, smash that like, subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. Um, you know, we want to keep these NFT shows going. We got to get some love from the loyal fans out there. Uh, you know, so let us know. Let us know in the chat and leave a comment after this airs about what your favorite part of today's episode was. And uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Yes. See you guys tomorrow.